Blog Talk Radio. Six four six seven two seven three zero seven zero. 3070 That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show at blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. That's blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. Send messages to the show on Twitter at go radio. Also go to the website, goforradio.com. Hit us up on Stitcher. We're everywhere. I heart, we're everywhere. Block Talk Radio, we're everywhere. GoForRadio.com, iTunes, hit us there, hit us up. We talk sports, we have a little fun doing it. Great show lined up to, for you today. Expected to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rofe, and we're going to get his take on championship weekend in the National Football League. Championship weekend in the National Football League. And in the AFC, it's a little bit of a surprise. The Titans and the Chiefs. And in the NFC, top two seeds, the Packers and the 49ers. So, the NFC, no surprise. AFC, big surprise. The Tennessee Titans went into Foxborough, beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. The Tennessee Titans. Went into Baltimore and beat Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They went into these spots behind the running of Derrick Henry. That defense, an opportunistic defense, a defense that's holding teams and keeping teams out of the end zone. The Tennessee Titans are in the AFC Championship game, the AFC title game. With an opportunity now, an opportunity one game away from going to the Super Bowl. The 9-7 and seven Tennessee Titans, one game away from going to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable, unreal, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And... We look at the Baltimore Ravens throughout the course of this season. You know, obviously, Lamar Jackson put up some ridiculous numbers, sick numbers. We all know the numbers, 36 touchdowns, only six interceptions, over 1,000 yards on the ground. I mean, it's ridiculous. The numbers, those are Madden-like numbers. Those are video game-type numbers. That's not a number. Those numbers aren't the type of numbers you expect out of a quarterback in the National Football League. Lamar Jackson was ridiculous this year. Ridiculous. The numbers he put up were ridiculous. The plays he made with his legs and his arms were ridiculous. And that's one of the reasons that the Baltimore Ravens had the best records in football, and that's one of the reasons the Baltimore Ravens hosted and had home field advantage Throughout the playoffs, it was the play of Lamar Jackson. But here's what the Tennessee Titans did to Lamar Jackson. They got a, they jumped out in front of him. They jumped out ahead of Lamar Jackson. They made Lamar Jackson throw the ball 59 times. And you look at the course of the regular season. The course of the regular season, Lamar Jackson the most he's thrown the ball in the regular season was 43 times in a loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. All the other times, Lamar Jackson's in the 30s. He doesn't get out of the 30s 
only one time, and that was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Other than that, 34 was his highest total in terms of attempts. So they got Lamar Jackson throwing the ball a lot. Obviously, Mark Ingram and his calf not being 100% hurt. That hurt the football team. That was a, a, a downer. That was a downer for the Baltimore Ravens. That hurt that football team. And they just were rusty. There was a level of rust. They just didn't play their best football. And here is the reality of the situation in the National Football League. When you don't play your best football in the National Football League in the playoffs, you can go out. It's not like the NBA. Seven-game series. You have an off night. You still got to get beaten three other times for you to get kicked out of the playoffs and to lose that series. It's not like that in the NFL. It's win or go home. It's final. If you win, you move on. If you lose, you go home. Do I think the Tennessee Titans are better than the Baltimore Ravens? I don't think so. I don't think they are. But here's the reality of the situation. I believe if that game was played, if that was a seven-game series, I think the Ravens probably win it four games to two. I I really do believe that. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like if you look at the Chiefs and the Texans and the Ravens and the Titans, similar in this respect. Both teams got out early. Both teams had a level of rust. Both teams really didn't have that energy, at least right off the bat. The thing about it is the Tennessee Titans were like, okay, we're down 24 to nothing. Let's do this. And that's what they did. They were like, let's do this. Okay, we ain't done. We got Patrick Mahomes. We got Tyreek Hill. We got playmakers everywhere. We got playmakers all over the field. So we're not done being down 24 to nothing. We're comfortable this way. We're comfortable doing this. We're comfortable being down however points. We're comfortable with that. That's what we do. We're that good where we can come back from X amount of points. We can spot you 24 points and still and still find a way to get it done. And that was just truly, absolutely amazing. Amazing. Back to Lamar Jackson for a moment. To me, this doesn't take the luster off the season. He's still the MVP. I mean, the, the, the guy's numbers were ridiculous this season. And even in a loss, over 300 yards, over 100 yards rushing. I mean, so the, he put up the numbers. He put up the numbers against the Titans. But again, it's all about wins and losses. And this is his second time in the playoffs and his second time with a disappointing performance. I mean, a very disappointing performance. Over 500 yards in total offense for this guy. 365 yards, also 143 yards on the ground. But here's the bad thing. Two picks, a fumble. I mean, those are three turnovers. And when you're in the playoffs and you're playing against a team that's that close. To, I mean, the playoffs, you know, the teams are a little bit more evenly matched. It's not the regular season. Teams are a little bit more evenly matched in the playoffs. So when you're in the playoffs and playing against a team in the playoffs, you know, three turnovers is a difference maker. Three turnovers can turn things around and change things with the quickness. And so, again, this doesn't take away from what Lamar Jackson did this season. This doesn't take away the greatness that he had in 2019. But, you know, your legacy is determined by how you play and what you do in the playoffs. That's what makes your legacy. That's what makes greatness. It's not what you do in the regular season. It's what you do in the postseason. That's where we define and we determine greatness. And Lamar Jackson, only his second season in the National Football League. So, again, there's going to be some growing pains. But there's not going to be too many opportunities 
I mean, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl his first year and never went back. So the point I'm trying to make is there's not going to always be this op- these many opportunities. It's not going to be an opportunity when you're 14-2, and two, when you have the best record in football, where you have everything going through your building in terms of the playoffs, in terms of teams, they have to go through your building to get to the Super Bowl. You're not going to have that opportunity all the time. You're not. You're just not. And so for Jackson, you know, granted, like I said, it's only two years in the league. It's only 23 years old. And we expect that he will, he will be back at this point another time again. But the reality of the situation, the reality of the NFL, the reality of sports is that nothing is guaranteed, nothing is promised. So, yes, we might want Lamar, we we expect Lamar Jackson to do some big things. Yes, we expect Lamar Jackson to maybe get back to this point. But the reality is there's no guarantee. It takes a lot to win a Super Bowl in the National Football League. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to win in the National Football League. You can't take any of that for granted. And Lamar Jackson, as great of a season as he had, as, and it was great. It was great. Don't get me wrong. That was a great year. It don't get much better than the year Lamar Jackson had. I mean, that, that's a special year. Really is. But at the end of the day, none of that matters if you can't go to that next level. And that next level is winning the Super Bowl. And I think on some level, with all the praise that Lamar Jackson had and, and gotten this year, and all the great numbers that he's put up in, in, in 2019, we forgot about Patrick Mahomes. We forgot how good Patrick Mahomes is, was last season, and is right now. We forgot. And he showed you. The way Patrick Mahomes just does things, it's just, just effortless. The, the, the way he just gracefully throws the football is effortless. The way he he just moves, just glides. It's effortless. It really is. It, it, it's effortless. And so he's a playmaker, Patrick Mahomes. He makes stuff happen. He makes plays happen. He does big time things on that football field. What he did on Sunday against the, uh, the Houston Texans was ridiculous. What they did against the Houston Texans was ridiculous. I mean, it got down 24 to nothing, then outscored them 51 to 7 the rest of the way. Think about that. You're down 24 to nothing. You end up winning 51 to 31. Down 24, went by 20. That's ridiculous. Usually, when you run into that type of situation, a team usually pulls it out at the end. They they usually pull it out with a with a, with a field goal near the end or, or a touchdown drive near the end. They usually pull it out in that way, in that manner. Usually. But in terms of of, of, of going up, down, being down by 24, and then going up by 20, winning by 20, winning comfortably. That doesn't happen. <clears throat> Just doesn't. And I look at this Kansas City Chiefs team, and I, and I thought last year was a year. I thought for sure they were going to the Super Bowl. I really did. I I thought and think that the Kansas City Chiefs were better than the Patriots last year. But Brady, Belichick, 
and those boys and OD Ford going off sides. I mean, those 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 three things worked against the Kansas City Chiefs. But I, I don't think the Titans can beat the Chiefs in this game. I know they beat them in the regular season. I know they're running the ball effectively. I know they're playing good defense. I know all those things. But I, I watched, I didn't watch the complete game, but I watched highlights of that Week 10 matchup. And to me, I walk away from those highlights thinking, even though the Titans won 35-32, to 32, you had a situation, the Chiefs had a bad snap down the stretch there with a field goal. They had a field goal blocked near the end with a chance to tie the game. They had a fumble return for a touchdown by the Titans. And I know Derrick Henry had 188 yards in that game. But I, I think I walk away from that game thinking the Titans won, but it was a little, dare I say, fluky. And I could be wrong with that. But dare I say it was, it, it was kind of fluky. But I don't know. We have a guy now, you know, obviously his career, nothing fluky about his career. This guy's a Hall of Famer, played with the Saints, played with the Kansas City Chiefs, so he's got a rooted interest this week. We'll bring him in now, Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. Willie. Paul, how's it going? Doing well, you? Doing good. Uh, the Memphis is getting ready to head to Kansas City tomorrow. They had okay. a free, they had an ice up over there, Paul. So uh, I just had to do something for Lowe's. Uh, I got a last-minute call from the NFLPA and had to make a quick turnaround. So I'll be home, and I'll let, I'll let her go have some fun and and root on the Chiefs to get back to the Super Bowl. What is it, Paul? The, if they make it back, was the last one the Super Bowl four? Well, that it's been that long. Yeah, it's been that long. It's been a long time. Long time. And let me ask, let's let's get right down to it. I mean, before we get there, uh, let me go back to 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 the divisional round and what we saw with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. To me. You know, obviously, I think if the Ravens and the Titans played seven times, the Ravens will win a series four games to two. But it's the NFL, and it's only one game, and anything can happen. Lamar Jackson and and the Ravens, a little rusty, a smidge rusty, and it cost them. They got off to that bad start, and they didn't do a good job stopping Derrick Henry. I mean, anytime you know, you get close to 200 yards, over 200 yards rushing, you're going to have a hard time beating a football team. Whether you have Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Montana, or any quarterback for that matter. But your thoughts on what you saw out of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? I mean, it seems like he's been doing that all year. And and the one thing I will say, watching that game and really understanding it, uh, that game, if Lamar, if you don't have a running game and Ingram was hurt, that really hurt them. Mark Ingram not being able to form. That hurt. That really hurt them a lot, hurt them bad. If they can't, if if they can't establish the run, if they can't establish the run, then they got to depend heavily on Lamar. There's no way he should be throwing about 50 times, Paul. Right. Um, and they and they bottled him up. They basically said, Mark's hurt. Lamar, we're gonna bottle you up. Let me make you throw the ball. Let's see how good a quarterback you are. Can you throw the ball? That's what that's what the, the Tennessee does, and if you watch how good Vrabel is, he's a clone of Belichick. We're going to take advantage of your weaknesses. We're going to play fundamental football, just like the Patriots do. We're not going to make a lot of mistakes, and you're going to have to beat us for the full time. Their thing is this, just like Belichick: can you sit out here and play fundamental football and beat me over the over the course of this game? And that's what you're going to have to do. We rely heavily on the run. We're going to go over the top and take some shots, but we're going to make you beat us fundamentally over the course of this football game, a la the New England Patriots. Same thing. And you you look at it, Lamar Jackson, this is his second time in the playoffs and the second time he's struggled in the playoffs. I know he's only 23 years old. I know it's only his second year in the league. Can we read anything into this, his struggles in the playoffs, or is it just, you know, this is a part of his growth this is a part of what he has to do and what he needs to do as a player to get better. No, this is part of his growth. I mean, the, he's a, the kid is accurate. The kid has an arm. The, he's go, he's going to get better, Paul. 
He's still real young. I mean, he had a great season this year. But as you know, just like in just like in basketball, when it comes down to it, in basketball, you're going to play a half court game. We're not going to let you run up and down and do all this stuff. You, how good can you run in your set plays? When it comes down to the football, football in the playoffs. The field gets short, it tightens up. These teams are better. They they have better players and they're well coached. And they're gonna they're gonna make you do stuff you don't wanna do. And that's what the good ones do. That's what the good coaches do. They make you do what you haven't done or what you I'm gonna test you at what you're not good at. And Mark Ingram played great this year. And him getting hurt just added to it, but them not being able to establish the run and uh, if I'm them I'm gonna I'm gonna get another back this offseason. I gotta get another running back. Uh, 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 I mean, he spreads the ball around well. He loves using his tight ends. He's got Hollywood Brown, who's who's going to get better. So you know, this, this kid is going to get a lot better. I think he. I think as he progresses, let's depend on passing and not him running as much. You know, because like you said, in, in the playoffs, you need to have some running backs that, that can open that field up for him. But he, he's their best runner. Even in the regular season, he was their best runner, Paul. So your quarterback over the long haul it can't be your best runner. you got to have somebody that can run the ball and keep him fresh so it comes playoff time. And, and then let him get better at reading those defenses, Paul. And I think he, I think this kid is going to be amazing, uh, uh, special with his running ability. But as you see the difference, Paul, we said – Mahomes is a passer that runs when he needs to. Lamar is a runner that passes when he needs to. So, you know, he did both great this year, which is going to get him the MVP. But Mahomes is a passing quarterback. Does this performance take any away, anything away from Lamar Jackson's great season? 36 touchdowns, only six interceptions, over 1,000 yards passed, or rushing, excuse me. Does this performance take anything away from that? No. He had a great season, unbelievable season. He did some stuff this year I hadn't seen a quarterback do, play at that level, running and passing. But as he progresses, they're going to need him to get, get him some help. Uh, uh, Mark is getting up getting up there a little bit. So, like I said, I would go get another back or a couple backs to help him, you know, take the burden off of him. So, no, no, it doesn't take away from the great season he had. He had a great regular season. The MVP, I think, is for the regular season, not the playoffs. So right. him having that record and being able to do what they were able to do, and that defense is still young and getting better. So uh, I think, um, you know, I think they're going to be right back in the hunt next year and uh, going to be right there fighting for it again. And I think, I think he understands. He can watch the film. He understands what he needs to work on, and and he'll get better. And we look at the other team that lost in the division round in the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings. We look at Kirk Cousins. I mean, I know San Francisco has a very good defense, but Kirk Cousins, as good as he played against the Saints, he didn't play so well against the San Francisco 49ers. He struggled, got sacked a lot, didn't really get the ball down the field. He had some struggles. He had some problems. Can the Minnesota Vikings, in your opinion, win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? I think they can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. They got to get more help around him and uh, and get get better, you know, in, in defense and in spots. But I mean, he had a very good year. I mean, the receivers were. I mean, he didn't have a lot of help. I mean, they were banged up. They couldn't run the ball. They, they, didn't, they didn't even get ten first downs. I mean, they run into they ran into a buzzsaw, and 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 that defense the the Forty Nine to put together. John Lynch was a strong safety. Old school, strong safety that was physical, tough. He wasn't the fastest. But if you watch John Lynch play, he was tough, physical, and guys didn't want to come back there when he was, when he was back there roaming uh, in the secondary. He has built this football team in the model of, of him. And this is a tough, hard-nosed football team, take-no-prisoners attitude, this 49er team, and it's going to be a tough out for anybody. I don't, and they, and they, and they, they beat Green Bay – Earlier this year, like they stole something. So, and you Green Bay's got to go play them up there. And I don't. What was that game, Paul? I don't know if it was in Green Bay or it was, if it in, was San in San Francisco. It was. It was in San Francisco. They got to go back to San Francisco and play them again. And um, they beat them convincingly. So, uh, Green Bay knows what they what they're in for. And if Green Bay even wants a shot at winning this game, they got to play their best football game. So you feel like. 
the Vikings, and they have a lot of weapons offensively, dealing mm-hmm. Diggs, uh, Dalvin Cook, but you feel like the tight they, end, Rudolph. Yep, the tight end as well. They just ran into a bad situation, a bad matchup in terms of the 49ers. They ran, they played indoors, their indoor team. They played indoors, had a tough game against the Saints, went home, turned around and had to fly to San Francisco to play outdoors on grass. That's tough on your – and that's tough. That's why you get that bye week. You get fresh. You're playing at home. They got to play a game. They're a little banged up. They got to come up here and play us the next week. That's a tough – that's a tough way to make it, make it, Paul, to, to, to the, to the, uh, to the big dance. Tennessee, look at what Tennessee is doing. They've knocked off the best of the best. They, 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 they beat uh, the Patriots. Now they got to go up here and, and 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 they won again. Now they got to go and play two games like this on on the road. Now they got to go and play 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 uh, Kansas City at home, and, and it's going to be 20 degrees. Sunday is supposed to be 23, the low eight degrees. So they got to go out there and play Kansas City. I don't know if Chris Jones will play. I know he didn't practice today at deep tackle. I think they need him in the middle. But it's still going to be a tough a tough way to go out there and get to the Super Bowl. And if Tennessee can pull this off and make it to the big dance, this will be one of the most heroic feats that I've seen any team do to get to playing these teams on the road like they've done. It's, it's incredible. And I look at the Titans. And you talk about the weather conditions, but what the Titans are doing, that travels. That running game travels. Defense travels. So they got two elements that travel. Those two things travel. So in terms of, you know, this Titans football team and them traveling to Kansas City to face the Chiefs, they have two things working in their favor. And Derrick Henry. Last time they played the Kansas City Chiefs, had your 188 yards rushing, including a 68-yard touchdown run. So Derrick Henry got his against that Kansas City defense, and the Kansas City defense, I believe, rushed in their ranking in terms of rush defense is around 23. It was around 23 this season. So you can run the football against that football team. So Tennessee has some things. I believe working in their advantage, I just think it's the Chiefs' time. I really do. I agree I agree with you. They're not going to – the defense has got to tighten up a lot. Uh, uh, they got to they – they, they had the big boy came in and made some plays. They got to slow Henry down. Henry looks like he's running for 180 every week. It doesn't matter who it is. It looks like he's running for a buck 80 every week, and I give credit to that offensive line. But they got to slow Henry down. They can't let Tennessee control the clock. And then Tannehill's been playing great. He doesn't turn the ball over. That chief offense is explosive. I don't think it will be a high-scoring game like it was last time. Remember, that was Mahomes' first game back on the road. Right. Excuse me. When they went up there and played Tennessee, and he threw for what? Am I, am I 460 yards? He threw 50 some times in that game. His first game back. So. If they can't slow him down and, and they can't get in the hole like they did last time, but if Kansas City can slow them down and they're a smart by football team, so you can't get down on by Tennessee by a lot of points and come back. If Kansas City can slow Henry down and they get going and get that offense going and those weapons get going, and Sammy, if Sammy shows up again, if Sammy Watkins shows up and you have Hartman and you have Hill and you have Kelsey, who that, that performance by Kelsey – at a tight end position, when he had a, when he hurt his hamstring a little bit, that performance by Travis Kelsey last week, uh, 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 Paul, is one of the best tight end performances I have seen by a tight end in a playoff game that he showed up and showed out after he dropped two balls. He went crazy. I don't know who 32 is, who who was playing for the Houston Texans, but he needs to give his check to Travis Kelsey after what he did to him last week. <laughs> and, and to your point about Mahomes, Mahomes threw for 446 yards, three touchdowns in that game against the Tennessee Titans. So, and to your point, you made a point going back to the Titans. In the playoffs, they got out early on the Ravens, 14 to nothing. They got out early on the uh, the Patriots. They were up 7 to 3 earlier in that game. And in that game, it was always close. They kept it close. Ultimately, they took the lead. So, to your point, 
this Tennessee Titan football team, they got they got out early. And Ryan Tannehill has only thrown the ball 29 times in these playoffs. Only 29 times. So I, I think, obviously, you want to see, and I know Ryan Tannehill's had a great year, 22 touchdowns, only six interceptions. But I think you want him and you want to put this team in position where they can't feed the beast, where they can't give the ball to Derrick Henry 20-plus times. You want to get out early on that. And I think yes. it's important. I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs obviously can do what they did last week. They can't get down. 20, if they get down 24 nothing to the Tennessee Titans, they're not coming back. They're not. That, that, that was fluke plays and different stuff. That's not going to happen again. To so what you're saying, if Kansas City can start off offensively and get after them and make them have to throw the ball and not be able to just run the ball and control the clock, they got to slow Henry down. If Kansas City can get that offense churning and get things rolling early and get up on them, now that offense, Tennessee's offense is not geared to come back. They're geared to smash mouth, and I'm going to bludgeon you, and I'm going to take over late in the game. If you get up on them, now you change the whole whole mindset of them up. And now we got to pin our ears back and get after this quarterback and make Tannehill, make him not comfortable in the pocket. So if you, if you make Tennessee change the way they're doing, what they'd like to do, that's taking advantage of what they're not used to doing, and that's making Tannehill throw the ball a lot. So that's up to Kansas City coming out there, setting the tone early, getting after them. I will say that, that the Kansas City line played their butt off last week. Egg Fisher, I saw him block a couple guys when he pulled out there, and, and, and those guys have experience, and they're tough, and Kansas City's always known for having tough, hard-nosed offensive lines, and they have to set the tone this week and really get after them up front. The little running back, Williams, had a real good game last week. Mm-hmm. So it's up to Kansas City's line to set the tone on both sides of the ball to get this thing going so they can they can get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be so special for those Kansas City fans that have been riding with that team do or die for years. If this team gets to the Super Bowl, it will be a party in Kansas City, and there will be a whole bunch of Chiefs fans Traveling to Miami. Most, most definitely. Most definitely. We're talking a Hall of Famer, Willie Rofe. And back to the point we were making about Tannehill and, and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has 64 carries Oof. in this postseason. Two games, Oof. 64 attempts. So, and Tannehill's only threw the, thrown the ball 29 times. So, that tells me. That tells us that you gotta, you can't let uh, Derrick Henry. How many, get how many years you, has he been in the league? How many years has he been in the league, Paul? Derrick Henry. Yeah. This is his third year. I'm sorry, Paul. The way they're using him and running that boy, I gotta go fourth in there year, and I gotta rip that contract up after this year. They are running that boy. That boy ran it out of Alabama. Well, he got the rest of Alabama because they had. Mark and all those great backs ahead of him before he really took off in, in, in Alabama. He got the rest on because it, it was it was all, it was Heisman and and, and Trent Trent the other running back and all those guys. Richardson. But I'm sorry, yeah. at, at Trent Richardson. After this year, Paul, I got to tear that contract up. If, if if you're telling me that Ezekiel Elliott, who took the year off this year, tore his up, if I'm if I'm if I'm uh, 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 Henry, who was by far the best running back in the league this year, I got to tear that contract up and get paid. Three hundred three carries in the regular season. That's a, a lot. lot of carries. That's mm-hmm. a lot of carries. That's a lot of wear and tear. That's a lot of hits on that body. Mm-hmm. And then, in only two games, sixty-four carries. Two games. I mean, that's an average of what thirty-two carries a game. That's a lot of carries. Lot. Let me ask you this. You, you've been around some running backs. You've been around, you know, this league for a long time. Could there be, you know, a little wear and tear on that body? Could, you know, could all those carries affect him going into this game? I mean, 64 in two games. He, he's young. I think he's fine right now. I, you know, I, was, he a, was he a true junior? I remember he came out. I don't know how old the kid is, but I remember. he's young. How old is he? He's 26. He's 26? Hmm. 
It could be. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, this kid nah, is. But 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 the year before this year, I think he was banged up some. I know he's been banged up a little bit. If, you know, if they got Kansas City's got to find a way to slow him down. If I'm Steve Spagnuolo, the coordinator, the great coordinator who was with the Giants team that knocked off the Patriots those two Super Bowls, I got to find a way to slow him down. Now, if I want to keep another guy in the box, then I keep another guy in the box. If he brings another safety in the box, that means they're gonna have to throw the ball. So you pick your poison, Paul. Do you bring another safety in the box and bring eight in the box so you can try to contain him? Now that, now you force him to throw the ball. So it's going to be a chess match of, 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 of Smagnolia versus the offensive coordinator of what they try to do. Because if they keep another guy in the box, then that's opening up the field for the passing game. So then you let, you let Tannehill try to beat you if you're going to do that. Here's also the thing. You, you look at this Titans team, it's very similar – to the team that got to the Super Bowl with Steve McNair and Eddie George. I mean, Eddie George was a workhorse. They yep. rode George. They rode uh, their defense. Steve McNair made plays with his arms and his legs. Yep. I mean, it's kind of similar in, 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 in some ways. So we'll see if that means anything. We'll see if that matters. So end of the day, end of the day, looking at this game, I mean, I look at – and I can't read too much into it, but I look at that Week 10 game. In that game, the Chiefs got out early. You know, again, the Titans came back. You know, they got a fumble recovery that they scooped for a touchdown. You know, the Chiefs had some issues on field goals. They got one blocked at the end. They also had a fumble snap in that particular game. Tim, I just – Mahomes really had no issues putting up points and moving the ball on that team. I think the Chiefs win this football game, and dare I say it might be easy. I, I won't say it's going to be easy. I, I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to win the game. If the Chiefs jump on them, it will make it easier. But that Tennessee team always fighting, Paul. If you watch the Tennessee Titans play, they never quit. They're going to play hard. They're going to fight to the end. If it's too hard to overcome, then it's too hard to overcome. I say the Chiefs win the game. I said they could jump on them and get after them. If, if Tennessee's defense, who they're missing, Mark, I think Butler's out for the year. But that secondary is held up pretty good. If Butler's out for the year, I think that the Chiefs, and, and I don't know who they, they have a great pass rusher, I think the Chiefs can get after them and they can win the game uh, and take over in the second half of the game. And if, if Kelsey's back, Kelsey's playing the way he was playing last week, whew, I don't know what you're going to do because you got to pick your poison. they got too many weapons. Uh, I think the Chiefs do win, and I agree with you. It could be, you know, maybe a ten-point game, but 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 Tennessee is a, is a, is a hard-minded team. They're never gonna quit. So let me ask you this: Andy Reid, he he's been to this point six times. Um, he's lost what five out of those six times. The Eagles were able to make it to the Super Bowl one time. And obviously they lost last year to Chiefs against the Patriots in the AFC title game. Does Andy Reid scare you? Yeah. You know, I I, I think they're too talented not to get it done. It's on the coach, but it's on the players also. I think these guys are too talented. I think these guys are too focused. Uh, Andy Reid's ahead of the snake, but right below him, Mahomes is right there. Mahomes holds these guys accountable, kind of like what Tom Brady does in New England on that side of the ball. So it's Spagnuolo, it's Mahomes. You know, Eric Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, has done a great job. I, I feel bad that he didn't get a head coaching job, scoring 51 Crazy. points in three quarters. But I do Crazy. feel good that he's still with Kansas City. I feel bad, but I feel good that they still got it. So, <laughs> but but so you know so. I will say that 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 I think I think Andy Reid will be fine. Uh, uh, I mean, to go to four straight NFC Championship games, Paul, is <laughs> it's hard to do, man. I mean, it's, to play at that level that they played it, I give a lot of credit to Donovan McNair, and I think Donovan McNair is a Hall of Famer. I really do. I played with him in the Pro Bowl that one my last year, and and that kid can play. So. I think Donovan is a Hall of Famer, uh, uh, and he deserves to be in the Hall. So 
you know what they were doing, what they were able to do was 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 great in Philly. I think it's a different monster with Patrick Mahomes than him. I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes is a different animal, and uh, and it's going to be interesting to see if they lay an egg, then it's a problem. But I don't think they're going to lay an egg here Sunday. Let me ask you this: If they do lay that egg, is Andy Reid in trouble? I think he almost. To be on some level, on some level. Well, I don't know if he's in trouble, Paul. I think he just just signed a contract extension, so I don't think he, and I don't think any reason in trouble. We're not right now, not yet. If they okay. lay an egg, if they laid an egg, they laid one last year in the in the, in the AFC Championship game, but that was more on the defense. That wasn't that okay. wasn't on any reason. That was more on the defense last year. If they okay. laid an egg next year. Then he would be in trouble. I don't think he's in trouble right now, and I think right. the Chiefs show up this week. They have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and I and, and, and just the way Tom Brady and and they talked about Mahomes, they knew they know this kid's potential, and they know how focused this kid is, and they know how committed he is to football. Everybody does, so they know they know, and that's why Tom says come back to New England. New England, you got some tr- you got some competition in the AFC with Buffalo and these teams. These teams are coming, so right. it's going to be tough. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who you, what you're going to draft. Pick up a bunch of free agents. I don't know how you change up that roster a lot to be able to compete with some of these teams. It's going to be tough. But I don't think if you're the New England Patriots. I mean, I know Belichick has let players walk in the past, and I know. He's gotten players out just in the right time. He's got rid of guys just in the right time. Do I think Tom Brady is the same guy? Obviously, he's not. 42 is 42. I mean, the guy's going to be, what, 43 by time? I mean, that's, man. But it's Tom Brady, Paul. He's going to be 43 <laughs> years the old. Brady's the quarterback of all time. What are you going to do here? It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, if he wants to play another year, I know he had a down year. The year before, he had a great year. If Tom Brady wants to play another year, maybe he bounces back. You give him a shot to bounce back, it's Tom Brady. You got to make the exception for him. I, I agree. I, I can't argue with that. I mean, if, if if Tom Brady wants to come back, Tom Brady deserves to come back. It's and, just and you, and you give him, Paul, you give him one year, and you give Tom Brady $35, $40 million, like Michael Jordan. You let Tom Brady. If Tom Brady wants to come back for a one-year deal, you let you pay Tom Brady one year forty million. He deserves it. You for what he's done for that franchise. You make him the top paid. If I'm if I if I'm the Patriots, to show your respect for that man. If you don't want to give him a long-term deal, if you're gonna give him a one-year deal, you give him a one-year forty deal, forty million. You pay him whatever he has. You know, it's Tom Brady. What what has he done for you? So he took a pay cut. Like Michael Jordan, you remember when Michael Jordan was winning those rings? Michael Jordan was making four million, and he's making all that Nike money. Right. And then he got the twenty-seven, thirty million dollar deals. After that, he signed. When I signed my new new deal, he signed the one year twenty-seven million dollar deal. Before that, he was making four million dollars, and he was the best player in the league for the last five, six years. You're right. I mean, I, I think I think a guy like Tom Brady deserves to go out the way he wants to go out. So if Tom Brady wants to play another year, Tom Brady deserves to play another year. You don't get rid of Tom Brady. And here's also the thing. It's not like they got really anybody in the pipeline to replace Tom Brady. So and so the reality is it's not like Jimmy G is backing him up right now. It's not like Jacoby Brissett is backing him up right now. There's really not another guy. I mean, I know Belichick is Belichick. I mean, I mean Belichick, there's some – Quarterbacks out here, maybe Belichick can go after. Maybe Belichick can get James Winston. Who knows? But I mean, no, not James Winston. Not none. <laughs> I'd rather see Teddy Bridgewater than James Winston. I'm sorry, <laughs> not James. But um, you know, I think to your point, he deserves to go out the way he wants to go out. So if Tom Brady says I want to play another year, Tom Brady plays another year. It's not like he stinks. It's not like this is the Michael Jordan that returned and played for the Washington Wizards. This is still an elite quarterback. This is a quarterback who two years ago won a Super Bowl. Last year won a Super Bowl, excuse me. So 
this quarterback can still play. He can still do what he needs to do. And he still had a good year considering the weapons that he had. Again, he's still not the hey, same player. Hey, Paul, Michael Jordan went to Winterstill for scored 40 points. He, he, did, he did have his moments, but he wasn't the same player. He wasn't the same player. And I don't think Tom Brady is the same player, and I think there is some slippage. But at the same time, I think if you build the football team around him, he missed Gronk. I, he could have used Antonio Brown. And, you know, obviously Antonio Brown has his issues, all those things going on. But at the end of the day, if Antonio Brown is on that roster, it makes a difference. He's still a playmaker. As crazy as he is, as he is, and and all the crazy things that he's doing, he still can play football. New England. He he missed Gronk more than he did Antonio. He missed. I would agree with that. But Antonio, I'm sorry, you know, Paul, and and, and, and I will say this, we need to play for Antonio Brown. I, I talked to his daddy, I talked to his daddy and texted his daddy last week. You know, he's not speaking to his family. He's kind of just cut everybody off and isolated himself. And what, when you have children, Paul, I don't care what the situation is. Do you have kids outside with their mom? I don't care about the mom situation. I have a few baby mamas, so I can understand that. The, any rational individual is not going to act like that. Everybody's seen it. With their kids running around outside, you just cannot do that. That's not normal behavior because your kids see that behavior and there's a pattern that can develop because of what you're doing in front of your children. So, you know, if I could talk to the kid, I would. But from what Eddie said to me, you know, we got to pray for him. Then that means, you know, Eddie, my teammate, is um, not speaking to him, and he needs his father. I miss my father today. I miss my father every day because when I had a problem, I could lean on him. You need your father. So for this man to alienate his dad is a problem. Yeah, he he definitely – he's – Obviously, when you behave in a certain way, it's a cry for help. You may not be openly saying, I need help, but your actions, your behavior is telling the world that you need help. And, and hopefully he does get the help that he needs to fix his, fix his life, fix his situation. He's messed up a lot of things. He may have messed up his career. He has messed up his career, and he may not play again. But I hope he takes this time now to get some help. Talk to someone, and, and to your point, pray for the man because he, he definitely needs the prayers of all of us. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rose. So you got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl in the AFC. We look at the NFC. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers got by the Seattle Seahawks. I like the 49ers in this game. I like their defense. They have, like the Titans, they run the football well, and they play defense. They play defense. And they're at home. I think Jimmy G makes enough plays, and I think defensively they keep Aaron Rodgers and his Packers offense at bay. I think, I mean, Green Bay is a good football team, but I don't know if they're as good as their record suggests. I don't know if they're as good as, you know, being in an NFC championship game good. But I think the 49ers win this game. Your thoughts? I think the 49ers win this game, and if I do, I agree. I think it could get out of control if they don't. If they, if Aaron Rodgers can't have protection, it's up to the line. If they don't protect Aaron Rodgers, this game can get out of control. Aaron Rodgers is so good; their running back has stepped up. They have receivers, but their defense is going to have to step up too. It's a big task to go out and deal with those 49ers. I mean, those 49ers are good, real good. I think potentially better than those better than those old 49ers teams I played with against in the 90s. And those teams were exceptional with Jerry and all those guys. I mean, I mean, it was it was tough dealing one. We we get at them sometime in New Orleans because we would pound them and get at them. But they they were so explosive, you know, they could just you know jump on you and just score so many points you couldn't catch up. 
But this 49er team is built different from that 49 team. This is a, oh, a smash mouth, yeah. run, run, play action, roll out. Same thing, same thing as Mike Shanahan was doing in Denver. He's doing the same thing, but the defense is better. The defense is better here than those Bronco teams. So it's going to be it, the, the, the front four. So it's going to be a tough task to beat those 49ers at home. I, I got the 49ers uh, winning that game uh, against the uh, – against uh, uh, Green Bay. And you look at when they played, uh, this team played back, uh, they played, these two teams played played against each other, I should say, during the regular season. And they got after Aaron Rodgers, five sacks in that game. Aaron Rodgers threw for only 104 yards. It was his worst game of the year. He played his worst game of the year against the San Francisco defense, a defense that's ranked number two in football, they get after the quarterback. This is a tough football team. George Kittle, the tight end, he's big time. Whew. This is going to big be time. a 49. I think the 49ers get it done. I think the Packers play a lot better than they did in that regular season matchup when they lost 37-8. I mean, they got that offense was shut down by that 49ers defense. And last week, that 49ers defense just shut down that Minnesota offense. I mean, Cousins, 21 for 29 for 172 yards. So he wasn't getting the ball down the field. He had to throw a lot of short passes. They got after him. They got after him. And I think they're going to get after Aaron Rodgers the way they did in their matchup in the regular season. It's going to be closer. But I like the 49ers in this game. Unless Aaron Rodgers has those Jordan-like qualities where a guy can can go in there and steal a football game for you. He has that ability. He has that playmaking ability. And that's what it's going to take for the Packers to get this game and get to the Super Bowl. I like the 49ers. So, talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rowe, before we get out of here, the Saints lost to the Minnesota Vikings. Very disappointing situation very disappointing performance the way that ended was just disappointing 13 win football team a football team that easily a couple things went their way especially against that game against the 49ers in that regular season easily could have had home field advantage throughout but I think you look at this football team Drew Brees 41 years old he's going to be a free agent Taysom Hill is going to be a free agent restricted Bridgewater is going to be a free free agent. They got some decisions to make. But I think, just like Tom Brady, if Drew Brees wants to come back, Drew Brees comes back. But are you – has the window closed for this Saints team? Because you look at – this is the NFL. You only get so many opportunities and so many chances to get to the Super Bowl. You look at the Minnesota year where they lost in the Minnesota Miracle – I think if they get to the NFC Championship game, they beat the Eagles. Thank goodness they didn't get there. And then, last year, you had the situation with the pass interference. I think if they get to the Super Bowl, they beat the Patriots. But I look at the Saints team at this point. Has the window closed? I don't think the window is closed because other than Drew, I mean, how old are the guys? Everybody's young. The whole team's young. If Drew... The problem is if if you bring Drew back, which I think they, they which uh, Sean Payton wants him to come back. I think you pay Drew, you bring him back another year on a one year deal, and you try to make another run at it. The problem is, can you keep Bridgewater? I don't think you keep Bridgewater. I think somebody's going to make Bridgewater an offer. I think he's too good a football player not to get a big offer from somebody. So that's the, that's the problem. You bring Drew back. Bridgewater's gone. Drew plays one more year, and Bridgewater's with another team. Now you got to draft a quarterback. So the problem is you're not going to be able to keep Bridgewater. But if Drew wants to come back, you bring him back. I think the team's still young. I think they're still very good. Kamara had a down year. And, um, you know, I just saw him in the airport, and he's a great football player. So you bring Drew back, and you make another run at it. I think they're going to be fine next year. They just got to – Bring you know, bring them back, pick up drafts, some real good players, 
and they and they make another run at it. So I, I don't I don't think the, I don't think the Saints are done. I think they're going to be right in the thick of things next year. And I think the way Drew played, especially in that before that last game, the way he played uh, when I was there, I mean he played unbelievable. Uh, but uh, I think he has another year left in him, and, and we'll see what he can do next year. Forty-one years old. Forty-one years old. I mean, he did get hurt this year. Only played in 11 games, still put up big-time numbers, 27 touchdowns, only four interceptions, almost 3,000 yards passing. Still, So the numbers are still eye-popping. But at some point, 40's got to be 40. 40's 40. You know, and, and at some point, 40's going to look like 40. 41's going to look like 41, to be more specific. Well, I, 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 I do say this, Paul. He did throw some balls in the ground. And, and I will say this, he did throw some balls in the ground sometime, but he still made a lot of plays. The offense is different with Bridgewater in it. And um, I don't know, you know, I think Drew, Drew has done enough in that city where if he wants to come back and play another year, he comes back. I know that some of the networks are coming after him now too. So does he decide to just walk away and take that deal? I know Walmart's about to get a huge deal with one these, with, with CBS. Mm-hmm. So if Drew can start off making very good money in the five million dollar range, does he want to come back? If the Saints offer him enough money in the thirty million dollar range, I think he comes back for another year. I, I feel like it's kind of like almost like Tom Brady. Both of those guys feel like they have some unfinished business. Yeah, and I think Drew Brees, you know, he feels like he has some unfinished business. And you can't, as close as they've gotten to the Super Bowl the past two years, I mean, they've gotten close. And they've had the teams to do it. And they just, that Minnesota game was disappointing. I think if you're a Saints fan, you're very disappointed by how that game went down. I thought they were the better football team. And I thought this was a football team that could have made a nice, serious run for the Super Bowl. And I thought they were actually going to get there. I thought they were going to get there. But we all know what happened. Minnesota got it done. Maybe an offensive pass interference in the corner of that end zone there in overtime. But what you going to do? It is what it is. The Saints should never put themselves in that position. But ultimately, that's what happens. They go home. We'll see if New Orleans can go back. But they got an interesting decision to make. You got Bridgewater, you got Taysom Hill, and you got Breeze, all free agents. Obviously, Breeze is going to – I think Breeze comes back, and I think you got to bring Taysom Hill back. I think Bridgewater's the odd man out. I think someone's going to pay him, like you said, some decent money, and I don't think you're going to be able to keep all three. That's a luxury, I think, at this point for the New Orleans Saints, and I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to have to – keep Breeze and keep Hill and Bridgewater just going to have to walk and it is what it is. So, end of the day, you like the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl, Joe Montana Bowl, if you will. So, if the Chiefs, well, you're probably going to be at the Super Bowl regardless, right? I'll be in Miami. Okay. All right. So, you'll be there regardless. Chiefs are there or not there. But I expect the Chiefs to be there. You expect the Chiefs to be there. And barring something unforeseen, I think they'll get there. I, I can't. I can see the Titans winning. I just don't. I don't think it will happen. Obviously, because Tennessee has proven they can go into anybody's building and beat any football team. I just can't beat the Chiefs. I think this is the Chiefs' year. I think Andy Reid finally gets his ring after all these years, and I'm rooting for Andy. As a a lifelong Eagles fan, yes, I was disappointed that he didn't get us one, but Doug got us one, his protege, so it is what it is. I'm rooting for Andy. Hopefully he can get it done. Willie, appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me, but I I will disagree with you. I don't know, with the 49ers front four, I don't know if, 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 unless some, some, they're going to have to block. They're going to have to run the ball. It's going to be tough to beat those 49ers. You'll deal with that problem in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right.
Hall of Famer Willie Rose. Want to thank him for stopping by. You can listen to this show and other great shows. BlogTalkRadio.com slash began. GoForRadio.com where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter at GoForAgant. Like us on Facebook at GoForRadio and support all the great things going on with GoForIt.com. For everybody here at GoForIt, we hope you have a great weekend. See you later. Take care.